to go to the next level, it's going to be extremely uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable at every level. Are you willing to get uncomfortable just to fill your retirement account or just to pay off debt? Or, and I'm not saying the debt conversation is for you, but often those are the next boxes we feel like we should be checking off. And so there's nothing motivating about paying off your debt. And there's nothing motivating about filling your retirement account. Like I say that and people say, well, that's not true. I want my debt gone and I want to know that I have my retirement filled. For sure you do. I love knowing that I have that checked off now. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't willing to get extremely uncomfortable to do that. You know, like there's something that has to make you move from this place you're at right now to that next place. And it's a burning desire inside of you. You're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Embrace Simplified podcast. I am your host, Kirsty, and I am here giving you permission. <laughs> that is the goal with the conversations on this podcast is to give you permission, whether you need to radically shake things up or you just need to make some small, subtle changes. I want to give you that permission. I want you to do what you need to do to find more ease and flow and alignment so that you can feel better in your body, in your life, in your day. You can go out and make big, bold impact, impact in your family, in your community, and in the world. That is what I'm here to do. I'm here to help women make bigger impact. And I'm so glad you're here for this conversation because this is definitely an episode that will inspire us all to go out and make bigger impact in the world. Today, I'm sitting down to talk with Brittany CEO. That's Brittany Jones. She's at Brittany CEO on Instagram. She built a wildly successful online business, and now she helps others do the same. And you can catch her online with all of her business stuff, but also her new farm life stuff, <laughs> which I absolutely love. You know, one day it's like, Brittany in her Range Rover with her Starbucks and and the next I'm seeing her her stories of farm life, which I love. She has a beautiful feed and she talks a lot about the lies that we tell ourselves around how successful we can be, how much money we can make, and it's juicy. We're going to talk about all that in this episode and more. And her programs online she has two courses right now, Money Honey and Social Growth Lounge. She also does one-on-one -on -one coaching and she works with high-level entrepreneurs. She has a beautiful podcast as well. And you can follow along. Every link to where you can find Brittany is in the show notes. And remember, she's on Instagram at Brittany CEO. 
And you can be inspired on a weekly basis in listening to the podcast. So I included that link as well. That's the Underestimate Me podcast. (laughs) All right. I want to just get right into this one today. Enjoy the conversation. Thank you again to Brittany for saying yes to this. I have wanted to have this conversation for a really long time with her. I hope you guys love it. Make sure you tag both of us online. Tell us where you're listening from and what any of your takeaways are. If you like the episode or you know somebody who could really find value from it, I hope that you consider sharing it. Leave us a review. It means the world to us. It really helps the podcast grow. Thank you so much for all your support and for listening every week. I really appreciate it. Welcome to the podcast, Brittany. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. So we connected online because we both know Kate Warren and the beautiful photographer and friend of mine, Kate. And she was telling me so much about your coaching and your programs. And she was just like, I can't get enough of her. I want to talk to her every day. And I was like, who is this Brittany? And then that's how I found you. <laughs> I swear to God, I did not pay her to say that. <laughs> Kate's a gem. I know, Love right? Kate. Okay, so yeah. if people aren't following you, tell them where they can follow you and tell them a little bit about who you're helping and what you're doing. Yeah, so I'm more commonly known on online as Brittany CEO, which is hilarious in itself because I know you and I were just having this like social media conversation and it's just like... People call me Britney CEO. They don't even call me Britney. Like in real life, if they don't know me. So (laughs) you can find me on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most right now and TikTok. And I help female business owners just like get a grip on the overwhelm that's going on in their life and in their business and bring it to a place where they're actually doing things where they can make money from their business online and cut down on the time. Like that's a big thing for me is like, I don't want to build my business at the expense of my family, my time freedom. And so I help women come out of that hustle in those 60-hour work weeks into a business that's flowing much better, but also creating them results. Oh my gosh. I love all of that. (laughs) That kind of mission is like my jam. I love that. Okay. So you mentioned the hustle. The hustle. Do you have like a story around stepping away from that hustle culture? Yeah, such a good question. I do. <laughs> I I was working for a very long time insanely hard in my business. Like would wake up, slam my laptop open, work all day long and question like how do people have time to shower? Like I was just so consumed by it and through a lot of background work realized like where my work hard paradigms come from and like why I overcompensate that way, but I was working so hard in my business and there was this one moment where my nephew was imitating all family members at the table. And when it got to me, he was pretending to type emails and he was grabbing a phone and was saying, I'm I'm too busy, just a second. And I was just like, and in that moment, like I've, I've never gone back. Like I was just like, wow, something really has to change here. If my little nephew thinks that this is what I am. And so from there forward, I just decided that I was going to learn how to build my business differently and walk away from that. And it has its moments and it's a journey, right? It's never perfect, but I'm just glad that I didn't keep doing it that way because I would have missed out on so much. 
Oh my gosh, I love that. It's really powerful to think about because I like to remind people when we're talking about entrepreneurship, and I know there's lots of listeners here that have corporate careers and, you know, working professionals, it still applies to how you do work, right? Whether you're Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur or you are in a full-time job working for somebody else. And when I think about how many people might have had that moment, like you talk about with their nephew during the pandemic, where their kids watched them at work. Like growing up, we never saw our parents at work like people, you know, like the kids are growing up today. Like my mom was a hairdresser. And so I did see her at work, like in the salon and stuff like that. But but not my dad. I never saw him in an office. I never saw that. that. And our kids are watching so closely right now. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I know my, my kids are really funny. They, my daughter started to write short stories because she like knows I'm coming out with a new book. Right. So she's like, Oh, it's so she's cute. Like, I'm going to write stories. And they both have like, I almost want to build like a healthier mindset around what work is because they know it didn't work for me. And I left my job. I mean, I left corporate life. And so they have this thing in their mind. Like, I love that that was your moment. It's just like so powerful that a child's comment was able to like snap you in some way back to like, oh, this isn't how I want to build this. Right. Like, and they're so innocent too, you know, like he obviously had no idea what he was doing. He was intentionally pointing it out. So yeah, it's just like I have values and sometimes it's okay that we do things for short term to reach goals and and what have you. But sometimes I think we stray too far from our values and don't remember why we were doing things in the first place. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We just go to what we think we should do. You know, for me, it was always like this sort of made up version of success that I I didn't realize was navigating things. You know, you mentioned though, that through work, like work on yourself and understanding where these these kind of habits came from, yeah. that you were able to kind of create a new path for yourself in your business. And I think this is really interesting because, you know, you can kind of like read, you could like read a book, right? Like we could pick up a book, we read a book about burnout and we're like, oh yeah, like I never saw my parents rest. And then you go on with your whatever. But it's like a constant coming back to and like being reflective, being like, how was this week? Oh, I see. There was like these moments. Don't you find Oh, and it's like when I first realized that this was going to be like a lifelong journey of reevaluating this, I felt so like tricked. Like, what do you mean I have to look at this stuff all the time? Like, didn't I already learn this? Like, so it felt exhausting. And now it's my favorite thing because I know when I do take the time to look at that and go inward. I'm going to make another jump in my business and in my life. So Ooh, I love that. Oh, that's good. Okay. So you are coaching female entrepreneurs. Yes. Amazing. And what do you like? Tell us some of this, the juiciest things that you think we need to like be aware of and be making changes. Oh, <laughs> going right to that. Okay. I know, like, I Hold definitely on. know what before we hit record, we were talking about this, and I know there's some stuff around money and, and there, but I would love to know. Like, I don't, I don't know why every time I talk to a coach, like, tell us, like, what are the juicy things that everyone needs to work on? <laughs> okay. Juicy things. Okay, well, we were just having a social media conversation, so I feel like we could talk about the like tea with social media to start. There's a lot that people chase online on social media that will never grow their business. And I think that 
like social media can be such a beautiful place and it can also just be such a time suck. And I think the biggest thing that I see happen with entrepreneurs online is that they're told to do like a set of things to grow their business. Like, okay, make sure you're messaging this many people and make sure you're posting this amount of times and make sure you got the hashtags. And there's like this laundry list of things to do that don't actually make you money online. And we miss out on this like bigger picture happening. And so I would say like one of the juiciest things that happens when people come to work with me is like they realize like, oh, I don't actually have to be doing all of those things to make money online. And it's okay to have a social media presence and want to make money from it. You know, like I think people dance around that topic a lot. It's like, yes, we're all here to help people. And I mean, at the end of the day, you need to be compensated for what you're doing here. Like you you wouldn't go to work for free. So something needs to change to actually start making some money from it. It's so, so it's funny because there is so much gray in social media. But like if 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 we were to go buy like an out of home like billboard or something, we wouldn't be like, oh, let's just like let's just, let's just see. see. Let's just let's, yeah. let's play a little bit. We'd be like, yeah. no, we're going to do it. We're going to do it right. We're going to like, we're not going to dance around. We're not going to buy anything extra. We're just going like... to Yeah. And you wouldn't put it in the middle of nowhere where no one's like driving past it. But yet we do this with our time mm-hmm. every single day online. So yeah, there's some juicy conversation around that. There's juicy conversation around money as women in business, for sure. One thing I would say to you for any listener out there is like women have different sets of money mindset blocks than men do. And so as women, I think it's really important to be aware of that. Otherwise, you can hold yourself back for a while in business and in life. I mean, business is just one way to bring in money. But what I see happen a lot is women feel like they have to sacrifice before they can earn money. And so this is where that like work hard paradigm starts to really come into. We see this in motherhood. We see this in sisterhood relationships. And it's really like a a common narrative around women. And it's funny that we're recording this on Women's Day, right? You know, like it's such a timely conversation. But one thing I would say for anyone listening is as a woman, you have to feel like you are contributing to the greater good before you'll allow yourself to make money. And so you have to really understand that in the background subconsciously and what you're doing before you'll allow yourself to make big moves inside your business, big moves inside your social media. So something that you can do, like just in your journal, in your phone, on a post-it note, just like while you're out for a walk, is like, how does this change the lives of others? If you can constantly be asking yourself that question when you go to post on social media, when you go to create a new program, when you go to sell something online, to have a conversation with someone, like constantly be asking yourself that question because your mind needs to be reminded of that all the time. Oh my gosh, I love that. So yeah. we're we're focusing on the value we bring instead of focusing on what our rates are or pricing or packages and all that kind of thing. Exactly. We had, we end up asking like the wrong questions or marinating on the wrong things. And then it just takes us further and further away from the goal. Oh, Prices that's really being good. one of them. That's really good. Yeah. You know what? You bring up a good point about the sacrifice part. I, I think for me, I, I was successful when I was working really hard and burnt out mm. and, or I was in that like successful 
like with quotes in like totally. that version of successful. It came with not a lot of time for myself. It came with like a lot of exhaustion and stuff like that. So now I think as a new entrepreneur, because in many ways I was just getting started when the pandemic hit. And I don't know if you know this, but I've been calling myself the accidental stay at home mom because like that's kind of what happened. Sure. <laughs> and it's funny because recently people have been like, you got to stop that because you also renovated a home and put out two books. So like, stop it. Yeah. Like no big deal. <laughs> I'm like, it's so funny though, because like that traditional success definition still lingers. And so Kirsty completely talks down like the renovations, the podcast, the books, because she wasn't getting up every morning and like going to mm -hmm. an office or getting up every morning, like you say, opening the computer, going to the co-working space. None of those things were happening. So yeah. anyway, this was what you said about the sacrifice. And what I noticed as a new entrepreneur is that I, I almost like felt like I could only be successful if I was, again, those same things, exhausted, giving a ton of time. And it scared me, which I don't necessarily think people talk about because I didn't want to feel burnt out and exhausted again. So I just kind of stopped myself. I was like, I'm not going to make too much money right now because yeah. I don't want that sacrifice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is such a good point because we sign up for entrepreneurship, like air quotes again, <laughs> sign up for it being like, oh, there's this glamorous life. There's this social media life that's portrayed as an entrepreneur. Like I'll be working from my laptop by the pool or like whatever it was that intrigued somebody to get into entrepreneurship on top of like having a passion and wanting to help people. And then have you seen that meme or that quote that's like, oh, I left the nine to five world to work like 7 to 12, like, you know, like crazy hours. And it's like, haha, wait, what? <laughs> like, the thing is, is like, this doesn't have to be a, a time relationship for your success inside your business. And someone told me this once, my friend Michaela, who's also an entrepreneur. And this really shifted things for, for me in my mind and allowed me to actually work less and still be very successful. And it was millionaires and billionaires could literally not exist if it had to do with time. If it had to do with time, they actually couldn't exist. And so as soon as I was able to start to logically see it from that place, I was like, right, like this isn't about the amount of time I'm putting in to actually succeed here. Now there's the flip side of the conversation where like you do have to put in action and you can't like sit there waiting for it to happen. But us like workaholics, as I like to call it, like they, we don't tend to lean that way. We tend to go way more to the like overworking to overcompensate. And I'd say you probably fall in that category too. Yeah, it's, it, I have to be so aware constantly that I don't slip into that. And even yeah. the more in the last year, the more that I've leaned into really creative work, there was like Kirsty creative, like writing captions for big brands. And then there was like Kirsty creative helping people with their strategy, but like writing and like even painting that stuff can actually hit me at like 10 o'clock at night or like just it really has messed with me where I've embraced it and with it came all these other fears of like, oh, right, I need to be like this exhausted, burnt out person in order to feel like I'm doing good work in the world. And and it's not and I like I know like my rational 
self totally. knows it's not one or like the other, but it's hard. It's like, it's, it's there. It's like we're programming that I, I'm constantly aware of like the reprogramming and unlearning that needs to happen. Yeah. And I wish more people would have these genuine conversations because obviously on the surface, you know, it's not an either or conversation, but we all have to be able to walk with this. Like, that's what I call it. Like you're walking with it, having a real human experience. And so it's not going to be perfect. It's not perfect for me either. Yeah. I think about it even like it trickles into so many other areas of life. If you actually sit back and reflect on it, it's not just work. There's so many other areas where women are like, well, I can't have a good relationship with my friends and have like a super intimate, serious relationship with this person. Like usually one is better than the other. They can't cope. You know what I mean? Like it happens like, or I'll be really great with my workouts, but then, you know, my sleep suffers or whatever it is. Like we constantly do it. Yeah. We so say that areas. like juggling balls conversation. It's like one has to drop when you're like juggling the rest. And they always say like, put down the balls. Like you are not juggling balls. Like they're not made of glass. They're not going to break. You can set some down at some times. And that doesn't mean you are not a success in that category. But it's true. We all have those like one areas where we feel like, oh, well, if I'm focusing on this, then that can't do well. If I'm focusing on my business, my health can't do well or my relationship or yes. whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so true. The the ball that is social media, I think that was one of the scariest balls to put down for me, but then I like never picked it up the same, if that makes any sense. So like, well, I cut myself off for about five months. Wow. That's amazing. I've done it twice, like since not quite as long, but it was really uncomfortable because it was a lot of connection and community as well. But, but you were right that it is a time suck and then it can feel like you're doing things that are productive that actually aren't productive. But when, when you put that down and this goes for, I think anything and you put it down because it like even took like a four month break from my corporate job. So that was like putting that down too. Totally. You will never pick it up the same way. Like you are forever changed and like the way you juggle that ball will be completely different if you just it, give yourself permission to put it down. Totally. In such a beautiful way, for yeah. sure. I even take like if you talk about the social media ball, like I really recommend people put that down at least one day throughout the week. Like have your day that you turn it off or weekend or whatever that is. But like your business isn't going to fall apart. I mean, I'm having a business conversation because that's what I'm so used to talking (laughs) about. But like really as a business owner, I think it's even scarier to put social media away. Mm -hmm. But like your business is not going to fall apart from doing that. It won't. It'll be refreshing for your audience to see that you actually take a break too. All right. You guys know what a minimalist is, right? I'm sure you've heard of it. I'm sure you like caught the documentary or you've read an article. In some way, you've figured out in your mind what a minimalist is. Some of us, it's like very stressful to think about parting with all of our stuff, right? All right. A minimalist clears the clutter. Okay, they make physical and mental space. They focus on high quality, but fewer items in their life. I am taking that same approach that quite frankly, doesn't really work for me in my home, (laughs) but really works for me in my business. And I'm applying it to marketing and social media. And my new program is called Marketing Minimalist. I am going to help you clear the clutter 
and the activity and the volume of time that you're spending right now on social media and on marketing your business so that you have the space and the clarity to go and pour into all the other areas of your business where you're needed. If you have a love-hate relationship with social media, I got you. (laughs) And I know there's a lot of you. If the thought of going live or pressing post or hitting publish totally stresses you out, this program is for you. I have built this program for the clients that I was working with before and during the pandemic. I know that there's a lot of you that don't love spending time growing your business and being visible on social media, but you know that it's important. I wanna make sure that you understand how you can be more efficient with your time, where you need to be and where you don't need to be, what your marketing plan needs to have in it, online and offline, and what it doesn't need. Let's clear the clutter. Let's make more space and more time for you in your business. And let's get you off your phone, right? Our kids are sick of seeing us, you know, with our heads down in our phone. This course was built really respecting some strong digital boundaries. So if you're like one of those people that's aspiring to digital minimalism, you have a goal of using your phone less, of being online less, this is going to be a really exciting program for you because that is what I had in my mind when I built this program. I'm so excited. We are kicking things off. This is the first ever time I have offered this content. We start June 6th. 2022. Drop into my DMs. If this sounds like something that you and your business need next, please drop into my DMs. Send me a note. That's at Kirsty Subs on Instagram. I would love to talk with you more and understand whether this is the right next investment for you. And if it's aligned to what you need to do and the growth in your business this year, I would absolutely love to be a guide for you in making bigger impact, getting better results, increasing your sales, finding more of your ideal clients, but with less time spent online. And I want you to do it all feeling super confident if you decide to go live. (laughs) Okay, thanks you guys so much. Make sure you follow up soon because we kick off June 6th. Okay, so we talked about a little bit about money, but you know, I wanna talk about If you're having a lot of blocks with the amount of money, so maybe you've like kind of hit a plateau. Let's like, I think Mm -hmm. that's probably a very classic situation where you're like making a certain amount of money in your business. And that one, at one point that felt scary, but now that's feeling comfortable. Or maybe you're like been in your corporate job and everything's going really well. And like, you've hit this spot, but you think there might be more for you. What what, can you like put on your coaching hat for a second and tell (laughs) us like, what is that like? thing that we need to unlock to get ourselves to another level? It's desire. So when you've plateaued, it means that you haven't looked at your next level desire or you have and you're telling yourself some version or story of it, like you can't have it or you can't have it right now or the time conversation comes back in or the hard work and the worry about the burnout at the next level. Because a lot of times what I see happens is people know the work that got them to this point. And they've been able to take that like breath, like, okay, I'm here. I'm managing this. Like this feels good. But like, it's almost like they feel like they have to take another deep breath and plunge back into hard work to get to the next level. That's like often what I see happens. So you're telling yourself likely some story about what it's going to take to get you to the next level. But paired with that often is the lack of desire. So 
you can have the desire to go from like a a 10K month to a 20K month. Like obviously, if anyone would probably want that, if I said like, hey, like you could just have this ticket to go to that next level, for sure we would take it. But oftentimes, like the reason for wanting the 20K month isn't actually there. And so you have to like know why you want that. You can't just like have it because you want to have it. Like, what is that money for? And oftentimes that's going to leave you. If we're thinking of like a really tangible thing, I'm thinking like I I go from thinking about my bills being covered and a great vacation with my kids to feeling like the security or the confidence of like putting money into my retirement. Is it like that? Is it that tangible? Like exactly where is that money going to go? Yes, but that's a really good point that you bring up because to go to the next level, it's going to be extremely uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable at every level. Are you willing to get uncomfortable just to fill your retirement account or just to pay off debt? Or, and I'm not saying the debt conversation is for you, but often those are the next boxes we feel like we should be checking off. And so there's nothing motivating about paying off your debt. And there's nothing motivating about filling your retirement account. Like I say that and people say, well, that's not true. I want my debt gone and I want to know that I have my retirement filled. For sure you do. I love knowing that I have that checked off now. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't willing to get extremely uncomfortable to do that. You know, like there's something that has to make you move from this place you're at right now to that next place. And it's a burning desire inside of you. And that burning desire does not come from boxes like we should be checking off. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) If you create that desire inside of you, I guarantee you those boxes will get checked off too. So for me, what that's looked like at different points points in time is really interesting because that should place comes back up. So when I got this place I'm in right now, it's this really bougie condo building. It was like way out of my league at the time. And people still to this day, knowing my success because I'm pretty vocal about that on my platform, they'll still say to me, like, I can't believe you pay that to live there, you know? And it's just like, but this has, or like, I can't believe you're renting and paying that and giving your money away. And it's like the should conversation. It's like, oh, I should have bought a house. I should have done this. So being in this place created like a burning desire inside of me. And I got out of my comfort zone and went to the next level from doing it. I also did that when I got my Range Rover, my vehicle. And I'm not saying this has to be like a house or a vehicle for you, but these were like my burning desires. Mm -hmm. And so I tried to shove myself into different vehicles that made more sense. Like looking at the payment for a Range Rover, I was just like, there's one side of me that's like, you have got to be kidding me. Like, why would you spend all that money? You should be saving, you know, like that should comes back up. Burning desire. And it brought me to another level. And it's not just the Range Rover payment I can pay for. I can pay for my retirement. I can pay for our farm property we have now. Like it's just find the desire and the shoulds will get checked off for you. But until then, you'll just keep playing in your comfort zone and no magic happens there. Oh, I love that. So good. You know, I, it's funny because there's all this judgment that comes with desires, right? Totally. I was raised in a home where needing as little as possible was good. Like still to this day, like they, my family operates in like as little as one would require, like that's seen as a positive. So 
it's, t- I, I remember it as early as like maybe 10 years old when I wanted like a beautiful pair of shoes or beautiful dress. Like that's not really required. So like there's something bad about wanting that. So then all this judgment comes up for desires. And I hope that if I'm calling it out because I feel like I cannot be the only one hearing you being like, yes, like I want, I want my desires and I don't want to like have the like, Oh, well, like I don't really need that car or I don't really need that second property or I don't really, but like, yeah. if those are your desires, I love that you're like, just go with it because then other things are going to happen that you, that you should, you know, do totally. from focusing on that instead of like suppressing it. And I read something yesterday that said things that you are like always trying to avoid and repress are like become obsessions. So like those desires are there, whether you feel bad about them, feel shame about them or embrace them. Totally. <laughs> totally. And like needs and desires are two very different things. Mm-hmm. And so if that conversation is coming up for you, because it came up for me too. Like I did not come from a family of Range Rovers and bougie wallpaper in my office and like whatever else, you know, like I did. It's really did good wallpaper. There. People can't see it, but I'm just going to tell them it's beautiful. <laughs> if you come to my account, you'll see it. It's my thing. But Like I didn't come from that lifestyle either. And people, you know, if they don't know my story, will say to me like, oh, well, that's nice for you. But like, we grew up like this. Well, like, so did I, you know, and it's about being able to rewrite those money stories about what you think of people who are wealthy, who drive fancy cars, who spend money on those types of clothes, whatever that is for you. For me, cars was a big thing. My family used to be like, oh, look at her and her Mercedes. Oh, look at her and her BMW. Oh, look at them. And then like, they wouldn't like, let them in, in traffic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is the stuff we grow up seeing. So you have to be able to rewrite those, but also understand like when it comes to tapping into your own desires, needs and desires are two very different things when you're playing with the universe energy and up-leveling your business and your lifestyle that goes with it. Oh my gosh, I love that. So random side story. Yeah. I have been like getting my kids into like 80s and 90s movies. And oh like on movie night, we like pull out like 1989, like classics that I grew up with. Love that. And I noticed how much those messages that you're talking about were echoed in movies that I grew up with, where rich people were awful. They were awful yep. to each other. They were awful to other people. They were they were mean. And it's actually funny though, because I've let it like bring up conversation in between my kids who are like seven and nine years old. And so one of our favorites is Troop Beverly Hills. Did you ever? No, but now I mean to go watch it. (laughs) And so like we like, we, we like celebrate, like I make a big deal about like, oh, look at like, look at those outfits. Look at those cars. I was like, that. And so, yeah, my kids are love the movie True Beverly Hills, which is from 1989. And yeah, it's in Field of Dreams. I don't know if anyone remembers That's Field of Dreams, but like, right there, they, it's funny because I watched that and I took away a message from it that I'm now so awake to that they watch it and then we have conversation and I do not let them walk away with the same like, oh, it's it, life's got to be hard because, you know, he's he took away his like only way of producing money and like, no, 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 no. Like they, their message, like they would tell you, like he followed his dreams and like yes. he didn't care what anyone thought. Like 
he knew it in his gut and he just did it. And he looked at this. It was so successful. And I'm like, I, it's like, honestly, one of my favorite pastimes. <laughs> I think it's important though. You know, like I don't have kids of my own, but I hope that I can hold these conversations with them too, because think about yeah. where they're going to be when, when they're writing their own books, right? You know? Like, yeah, it, 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 it's like, it's fun. It's actually, I, that's why I think I bring it up is like, it's one of those fun things to, to do for me where they're classic movies. We love them, but then on like on another level for me, it's like an opportunity to, to really like see it through a different lens, like through, through the lens that they're looking at it. Anyway. Yeah. That's my, now you guys know I what I do it. on Friday nights. <laughs> okay. So, so tell everybody following you online. I'd like, I love it when you know what you're going to get. Like, what can we get? You know, you probably get like clumsy motherhood stories and maybe clumsy entrepreneurship stories when you follow me. But what do, what can we find when we follow Brittany CEO? Yeah, <laughs> I have conversations that a lot of people are thinking but won't speak out loud. So you're going to get a lot of that. And you're going to get a lot of business talk. I talk a lot about business on there. I have a large entrepreneur following. So if that sounds like you, come hang out with us for sure. And you're going to get a lot of farm talk this year because I am the bougie Range Rover girl moving to a farm that literally just got wiped by last year when I like begged them to. So <laughs> you're oh going to get both sides. Are you building or does it have a home on it already? Like, it already yeah, it's a, it already has a home on it. It's their family farm. It's from the 1800s. So it's like, it's my boyfriend's family farm. And so it's just two very different lifestyles. I'm a social media Instagram girl and I'm heading to the farm to live. And I'm so excited. And it's like the simple life, like you and I were talk, talking about earlier. It's just like, it's the simple life and I'm so excited for it. So you'll find that. a whole like new, you know, bougie things in your next chapter, you know, that totally. you'll be like all of a sudden you'll have like the bougiest sourdough bread or something like that. <laughs> so funny. You bring up bread, <laughs> bread and chickens. That's all I can think about right now. Like I'm like, Oh, look at this like chicken coop we could have. And he's like, you have to go out there every day. And I'm like, I'm not sure I signed up for that, but you could. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so excited for you. I'm so Thank excited you. for this. And yeah, if you guys aren't yet following Brittany CEO, you have to. The links are going to be in the show notes. And thank you so much for this conversation. It's been wonderful. And we recorded this on International Women's Day, which there's so much going on in the world that I feel like celebrating this day it doesn't feel like the right word to me but i want to have like lots of great discussion and connection and so it's perfect timing thank you so much oh thank you so much for having me thanks for listening to embrace simplified the podcast i hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. 
Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life. 